Hi, I'm Michelle Thrash, and welcome to the So What Now It podcast. We're going to talk about all the ways we get in our own way and what to do about it. So What Now What is a moment in time when you realize you are no longer willing to stay stuck in any area of your life. It is a journey about moving on from the past and creating the future you've always wanted. Together, we'll discover what holds us back and how to move forward. Life happens. So what? Now what? What are you going to do about it? Let's figure this out together. Hi, everyone out in Facebook. Hi, I'm Michelle Thrash, and I am here so excited to get back on track with So What, Now What, and get out there and really kind of talk to you guys about what's going on and really kind of bring to the awareness that like everybody's going through something, everybody's dealing with something. And I really want to be there to support people that are making pivots in their life and realizing that where you want to be isn't where you are, isn't really where you want to be. So Mm -hmm. I want to bring on Michelle Soro, who was really, really um, pivotal in my relaunching this and helping me build my podcast with her program called the podcast accelerator. She's got an amazing um, podcast called fire and soul that everyone should listen to. And I will put links in the comments later on about all that, but you know, you've really been a mentor and a guide to me, and I'm really honored to have you here with me to kind of talk about your journey so that people can really understand, like, yes, I, I can I can feel that I'm not in the right place or that something that I'm doing isn't working and I really need to make a shift. So um, let me um, let you introduce yourself a little bit. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. I love these Facebook lives. I have never done a podcast that's also a live. So this is my first. And I've probably been on, I don't even know, 50 podcasts, but I've done thousands of lives. So this feels like old hat. It feels really good. And I just want to say hi to your community and whomever is watching right now. Um, a little background on me. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur, co-founder of the Podcast Accelerator, which is how I met you, Michelle. We got your podcast up and and out again, which I'm really honored to be here. And um, and I'm also just you know a coach and transformational trainer and guide. I really call myself an awakening guide. It's so weird to call yourself anything like the Instagram bio these days. At least if you're me, it's like I don't know. I'm kind of I'm good with like I am Michelle, right? Like that's all I know right now. And um, but I've had the privilege and honor of of coaching and guiding thousands of people uh, through live video sales, through getting their digital courses launched, through podcast launch, and I get to touch thousands and thousands of lives every week on my Fire and Soul podcast. That uh, is an awakening journey podcast, and I'm very honored by those who take the time to tune in. And, and really, I'm just excited because the reality is is that the pivot is in the present moment, and um, and with some patience, and. Uh, trust in learning to listen to our own inner guidance. I actually would like to say that it's really about being in the moment and not trying to figure out what's next, because it's in this moment when we learn to master it and be with what's coming up to provide discomfort or the shadowy type of stuff that we try to suppress and and numb out and distract ourselves from actually feeling and facing, that's where all the magic is. So I'm excited to dive into that part of the conversation today. Yeah. And I think that might be why the reason the the now is the biggest part of my logo or whatever that is, you know, because it is about being in the present moment. So I want to talk a little bit about your biggest so what now what moment that you've just really kind of come through and you've shared in your so like elegantly and transparently in your podcast, you know, just to kind of give everyone a sense of, you know, so what now what is about when you wake up and realize that where you are is not truly where you're meant to be. And you know that you can't stay there, that you must change, that something must change and really turning and facing the now what, what's next for you. So I want to just kind of, the first question I want to ask is, you know, what has been your biggest, so what now, what moment in the recent past? Tell us a little bit about what happened. So I will. And thank you for the compliment on elegantly sharing. Uh, I don't know about elegantly. I just know that it was deeply honest. And every time I had a new podcast back in the fall when I was having this big awakening experience, 
I would just be like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. You know, and I was shaking <laughs> and I had the sweats and the palms were sweaty. And, um, you know, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I just put that out. But it's medicine. You know, when we share honestly and courageously and bravely, I do believe that we give permission to others to not only speak it and share it, but first to just acknowledge that we're we're not alone, right? And that we're going through something that we can see reflected in another sister's path. So my so what now, what there's been so many, right? If you are alive and, and devoted to being wholly alive all the time, uh, which is part of my mantra of living, there can be a so what now, what every single day, right? So 100%. I'll say that, but the big one that I know that you're referring to, it came last year, it was February of 2021. It was spawned by the pandemic and starting to see things right away with the narrative and uh, the mandates and just the utter lack of a conversation for both sides or any other side than what was being spewed out on the mainstream media uh, and legacy media, corporate media, including right here on Facebook headlines. Um, something just didn't feel quite right. You know, the little hairs in the back of my neck were like, something's off about this. Yeah. And, um, and it left me in a place of absolute deconstruction. I felt politically marooned. I didn't identify with where I lived in Santa Monica or my community. I didn't identify with the people that I had considered my mentors and coaches and guides pretty much up until that point in my journey. Many have, and I've gone through this part. So there is hope, by the way, there's an evolution of all of this. But basically, I was left with looking at all of my paradigms and identities that I was so subscribed to with a lifelong um, conditioning and programming is the best that I can say it. Many of your uh, audience members and viewers will totally get what I'm saying. And so I didn't really know how to be. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what was up, what was down, left or right. So I started just drinking alcohol to dumb it all away because I couldn't be with all of that. It just felt really big. And I didn't drink for years, you know? So I was like, wow, this is back. This is scary that I can't even face this. Well, by August, I hit my threshold on a personal level because I had just gotten to the point where I had so much fear, anxiety, and paranoia running through me um, that it was just unbearable. So I decided yeah. to let go of the alcohol, let go of all TV, all mainstream media, all of that, and just really begin to plug into what my soul needed. So it was cold turkey in the beginning. And I just started to find like-minded, like-hearted, awakening souls like myself that weren't afraid to speak out, weren't afraid to share in this discussion that was the opposite of, of one narrative right online or TV. And, uh, and after conducting hundreds and hundreds of hours of my own research, thinking for myself, connecting the dots for myself, having a critical mind, um, I piece by piece by piece began to put together what now looks like my life. From there, I jumped on the mic for the first time on my podcast in two and a half months and started just sharing really honestly, this is where I am. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm going through. And my podcast just started to explode. Yeah. I mean, every week it was a hundred percent increase in monthly or weekly downloads at that point over next week. And it still continues. I got the chills because I'm just so, so moved and touched that we are truly not alone on this journey. And, um, and then that just kind of was the beginning of a massive pivot that took tremendous faith, unbelievable courage, and a strength that I did not know that I had when it looked like the majority of the world, if not all of the world, but maybe a handful of select few weirdos were going one way when everyone else seemed to be going the other. Well, with some time, We've all been able to see, oh, wait, that's actually not the case. Many, 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 if not the majority, 60, 70% of humanity is kind of just like I was. Something's not right. Getting curious, which is my favorite value in the world. Curiosity. Um, yes. yes. Is, is, that's where you're going to, you're going to just open things up against paradigms that ego won't allow you to look at. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was the beginning of a very beautiful evolution. Now, wh who do you think you needed to become or what did you have to let go of? I mean, because you were in on TV and you were, you know, you were a Tony Robbins person. I mean, that's how we first kind of got connected through all our Tony Robbins, you know, buddies. 
but there's a there's a mindset there that I think you know that go 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 grind 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 build 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 that we have to just kind of we almost have to surrender that piece of ourselves to really kind of get out of our own way but there's some of that that's hard to let go of it's all hard to let go of yeah you know i come back to the premise of that there are basically two forces running this 3d earth reality that we have the honor and privilege to live in and it's love and fear but love transforms all fear is is wrapped up in ego identity personality labels and all of that stuff so to your point um it was a complete surrender um but i also believe that i was demanded to wake up in this realm some call it the ascension it's got a whole bunch of different names a lot of people have been doing this for a long time so it just happened there's a big great awakening happening on the planet right now. Um, the demanding of, of me still didn't require me to surrender. So in the midst of that time, it, it, it did, it just, it was a surrender. It was faith. It was trust. I had so many nights over and over and over again, where I would just gaze up at the moon all from like August to basically January of this year, where I just like, just let go, let go, let go. And I just kept saying, okay, I trust, you know, if I've been taken on this journey, you know, by benevolent forces, let's just say, then I will surrender to how I'm supposed to serve and what's pulling me forward. See, people, most people don't want to be in that part of that period of massive growth and transformation because it's so fucking uncomfortable. Discurrency is, I mean, discomfort is the, the currency of growth. And so all of us have an experience of going to the gym the first many times and it's uncomfortable. It sucks. We don't feel strong. We don't feel fit, you know, but we are flexing those atrophied muscles. And so that's just a, it's a metaphor for everything in life. I wanted to divine. I wanted to surrender to the divine. I wanted to have an inner connection with something beyond myself or some dogmatic religion. I wanted to feel connected with mother nature and the divine intelligence that rules all. <clears throat> and so from that, it was a deep and supreme surrender and reverence within it. And it's not for everybody. There's a reason why so very few will do it, but the rewards are incredible to be on the other side. And real quickly, the rewards are you learn to master the present moment. Mm -hmm. so very familiar old flavors of suffering, you know, and activations like uh, reactions. Uh, I used to have bad anxiety and being over analytical. They just will simply dissolve because you learn to be in the present moment. So you're not trying to forecast a future that doesn't exist because you want to soothe the nervous system that wants to be in control. Right. And coming from Tony Robbins, I was not only raised by him in that world, but I was raised on a steady diet of self-development my whole life. So this went against that narrative. Then I found that it all can work together. You take what you need, you take what serves you in this now moment and, uh, and let go of anything that feels forced or controlled or manufactured or contrived because that's the old 3D uh, paradigm. And what we're being invited into right now is this beautiful infinite portal of the divine realm of divine feminine, which is creative and it's flowy and it's nourishing, but we must take care of our first ourselves first and foremost. Yeah, I know. I, I always, I talk to some of my friends and I, you know, going through a divorce and being a single mom and going through a divorce twice and just like all the stuff. And you go through Tony Robbins and you have this transformation, right? You learn all this about yourself and some, all of a sudden, making your move doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. changing the words you use, it doesn't work anymore. It's not that it's not trans transformative when you first, first are introduced to it. But I was like, there's got to be another level that can take me beyond myself and the identity that I created as, a, you know, you know, make your move, like this grind, this hustle, this, you know, if you're not working hard, if you're not like, and just to kind of fall into who am I, who am I supposed to be now? Yes. And now is the most important part. So I totally hear you on there is an evolution as we're all on our growth trajectories. And also, we're all so uniquely different, right? Like I have a journey of my soul. And so what's best for the journey of my soul is going to look very different than the journey of your soul and the millions of other lives that let's just say Tony Robbins touches. There are some that the journey of their soul and the contract that they're here to serve and fulfill, right? may mean that they are 
enrolled in Tony's teachings and live events for the rest of their life on this planet. And I may go back into one of his live rooms. What I noticed for me, though, is that I didn't want to make my move as an example, to use your analogy. I wanted to be with everything that was so uncomfortable that was telling me to make a move. Right. So the very thing and the very feeling and the emotions that I wanted to suppress or just take action on to avoid feeling was there to serve me because I was so devoted to wanting to deepening my connection with myself and with God. You know, and we claim the term God. It's a euphemistic term for anyone. It's not religious for me. It's the divine realm. And from there, infinite possibilities begin to emerge and true synchro destinies are laid out in front of you. I mean, it doesn't have to be grim. It doesn't have to be barren. It's so bountiful. But there is this point where as you evolve and start to listen, what does my soul need right now? How can I be in this present moment? And what can I love about this present moment that before I might have wanted to push down or numb away with TV, Netflix, alcohol, food, strolling on, scrolling on social media, et cetera, right? So when we can just be with what is, this is where we learn to have all the power within us that's our inherent birthright. Well, I think everyone is looking outside themselves for the answers. Yep. And the answers are never outside of ourselves. It's just someone else's thoughts or someone else's opinions or someone else's beliefs that we think we need to adopt because it worked for them. But that's not always the case. And, and I, you know, I talk about the Tony Robbins world, please everyone out in the world understand I have mad respect and love for all that I've come through with that. And it's not a negative perspective on Tony. It just, you evolve beyond that thing. But I always have to remind myself that there's a lot of people that have never even hit that piece of this evolution. Yeah. They still don't, they, there's, there's so much that I think we, as people have been through this, take for granted in terms of language or belief systems or the, the needs that we're trying to meet all day. I guess what I want to understand from you is, was there a tipping point? Was there a moment where you're just like, no more, I can't like, and then what was the next step? Like, what was the next step that you took? So you mean regarding like my awakening journey or yeah, just like putting, I mean, you had a whole business, you had a whole coaching program, you had a whole that just kind of fell away because it was no longer in alignment with you. Some of it wasn't. There yeah. are, there are, so I'm a co-founder in the podcast accelerator. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That made it through. I, I, I really only want to be doing work at this point in my life. If the services that I have to offer are a benefit for humanity. And, and, and what I did in the past could easily be deemed that way, right? Like I sure. always felt my work was done in integrity and authenticity. And I am known for that, which I'm very grateful for. But do I teach sales? Maybe not, right? Can I, can I teach someone to, you know, be fully self-expressed by starting a podcast that's maybe been on their heart for a year or two or five? Um, that feels very much in alignment, right? To have a platform to speak your truth. That feels more important to me now than ever. So some things made it through. <clears throat> some things just didn't feel as aligned. Some things will just get refined and reworked. But I think what you're referring to is I went through like a good six month period where I didn't know what would make it or if anything would make it. So it felt like I was starting from scratch. But really what happened is, so the first step was getting back on my own podcast, Mike, because I took almost three months where I didn't even come on and share. I didn't know how to share. I was going through so much. I literally felt like my my brain was melting and I was having dreams nightly. And I still do, by the way, where I'm literally in these dreams and I've had about 50 of them where my brain becomes honey. And, and I'm like swirling in the honey and it's all ego and all like identity is Michelle Sorrow, who's lived on the planet multiple decades. Right. And it's like, oh, but and I'm witnessing it like Ram Dass te- teaches about the power of being the witness. I am loving awareness. And I'm like, I don't know about the loving awareness part, but I can see that my brain is melting. I can see that I'm dissolving unconsciously and consciously all the old paradigms. So two and a half months went by where I didn't know, know how to show up in the mic. I didn't know how to show up. I think my my mother, whom I'm staying with today, oh, she just got home. So if you hear some bags, um, anyway, um, 
I didn't know how to show up on social. I didn't know how to show up in conversations. I, I wasn't, I, I just didn't know how to be. I didn't even yep. drive my car for two and a half months. And anyone who listens to my podcast knows. I remember you saying that. These nuanced details. So that's just sounds so intense and so crazy, but there's going to be some that fully get that. Right. And I'm just one of those super sensitive souls. Like for me to wake up to what's being played out in the world uh, was hard. It was really, really hard and scary. I remember a time where I, I drove to three or four grocery stores because I had to go in the grocery store to get food for the kids and I just couldn't go in. Yeah. Like I couldn't, I don't know what was going on, but there was something that was so out of alignment with everybody like around me. I didn't even know how to go in the store. Yeah. And I just went, I just, I literally just went home and I don't know if that was like when everyone started putting their masks back on again and the fear started to pick up and I just just couldn't like get back. I couldn't go backwards. I said I had seen so much suffering and so much like fear and so much, like I just couldn't go. I couldn't walk back into it and knowing that I'm going to walk in that store, not wearing a mask and the eyes and the judgment. And I didn't want to judge anyone in there for wearing a mask because, you know, to each their own, like I'm, it's not about judgment. It's just about what's right. But I felt paralyzed that day. Yeah, I totally get you. So I thought I was moving to Santa Barbara. Like I've been trying to figure out where am I going next? Cause I left my home. I just remodeled it in 2020 during the pandemic. Um, I was, I had such a diehard identity to Santa Monica. Most people that know me know that I posted in my stories every single day for 20 years about living basically, you know, five blocks from the bluffs in Santa Monica. And, um, and I, I left for that. It was very identified as blue. So being in this very politically maroon state, I'm like, well, where will I be? Where will I go next? And I was like, well, I think I'm going to stay in California for a couple more years and then I might be off to Hawaii or Costa Rica. I mean, there's a, like a long-term plan with several of us, by the way. But I went to Santa Barbara thinking I had found my place and I saw just that. We're not in pandemic times. And there were many establishments that required a proof of vaccination and or a mask in order to enter. And a good four or five out of 10 people on the beach outside were wearing masks. I'm not judging that, but that's not a place where I'm going to thrive. Right. And so this was like wildly disappointing. It was like a roller coaster of emotions these past 48 hours. But then I was like, oh, wow, I'm so grateful that I'm getting clarity. I'm so mm -hmm. grateful that I'm getting my priorities straight with proximity of community. And I don't mind being around it, just like maybe they don't mind being around me. Right. Again, to each their own. But I want to be in a more diversified community. So I totally hear you. But what I found after hopping on the mic, which is the first place that I just got courageous and just shared honestly, because that was my first step that you had asked about, was that the more that I evolved, the more that no one else needed to change any behavior. And in fact, the more that I focused on our connection, people that I actually know and care about, because let's face it, so many friends and families and communities got very deeply polarized this past two years. Um, uh, and deliberately so, um, I was just like, I want to just focus on the connection. It doesn't really yeah. matter what the content is. And it served me well. Like, I'm really grateful to say that I don't think I've lost a friend as extreme as my views may be opposed to theirs. But mostly we're kind of all been on the same page, which has also been deeply um, uh I'm just deeply grateful for that, right? But I know a lot of people in my position do not have that experience, which is why so many of us that are awake need to speak out so that we can at least come together in virtual reality. Right. Well, and I also felt like as soon as I stopped judging myself, mm -hmm. I stopped witnessing maybe judgment of me, like the the projection of what we believe or what we're doing is exactly what we get back. And I, I have taken that on so strongly and in another level to even just kind of really be really caught, like aware of how I'm relating to myself. Like if I'm in judgment or if I'm feeling judged, that's because I am in judgment. That's right. And so when you stop looking at how other people are acting and you just really were, turn the reflection back on you so that you can make the decisions that you want about your life. Some of that falls away because yeah. you're no longer attracting that environment or that 
lack of a better, like that movie is not playing anymore. I would say exactly that. It's probably even more than not attracting, right? Like you just don't even see it. And so you literally become like the woo with a de- like another definition of it or another meaning or context. It's like, you just kind of flow around it. It's like a river, right? It's like, just finds its way downstream. You let go of the oars and you surrender. And if people are wondering like, well, how the heck do I get there? Like, I don't want to judge myself. I don't want to like live in this world of division and separation. Um, I got to say like my antidote was spending just a ton of time in nature, a ton of time. It's a non-negotiable for me every single day. I'm going to gaze up at a tree and I'm just going to pay reverence and I'm going to see myself reflected in the divine intelligence of mother nature. And I'm going to know that I can face anything and everything along my path, just like the seasons, right? That a tree endures. And I'm just going to know that with every fiber of my being, I can be with whatever comes my way. And the more that I attune to that deep inner connection, the more that I just don't see all the storms and the chaos and the division, I just feel so connected first to myself and then to everyone and everything around me. Well, and I think that people are so hungry for connection. Yes. And, and we're a lot of times, I mean, in my, and I found myself, you know, you connect over the negative, you connect over the gossip or you connect over, did you hear what Stones is doing? Or did you, can you believe this? And then the connection actually set, like you separate from yourself when that's happening. Yeah. Um, so I think that one of the, the solutions that I encourage everyone out there who's listening to this is really take a look at how you are connecting with yourself mm-hmm. and, I always think to myself, because I have three, you know, three amazing kids. How do I want them to connect to themselves? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want them to connect over being, you know, gossiping with their friends or spilling the tea or whatever that stuff. Like, how can I help them learn to connect with themselves? Because whether you're going through a breakup, a change of jobs, a change of career, you got fired, you've not gotten back to work, you know, pandemic, you, you know, drinking, whatever it's a lack of connection. I really do believe it's lack of connection with something that's bigger than, than you. Yeah. And a big thing, there's two other things that really stand out just because I get so much feedback in my, my programs, as well as the podcast, it's especially for women staying super busy, right. And staying in that masculine energy of the old 3d paradigm, Mm -hmm. uh, go produce, 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 to prove, to prove, to prove, right? It's all performative and it's fucking exhausting. It is. So there's that. And then the other thing is, um, well, I don't remember what I was going to say, but I guess maybe that was the most important download that came through right now. And it's just around this busyness. Oh, it's, I know what it was. It's, it's the busyness, but it's not busy. It's being on social media and feeling this like urgency to respond to every single tag or comment or, you know, mention on social media. Not that I get so many, but we're treating our digital connection like it's a real connection and we are, it's just not, you know, there's so many polls and I, I hesitate to get caught up in too many polls, but pre pandemic and way more exasperated right now. And you can see because suicide is on the rise by like 557% according to the most recent. You know that 65% of gun deaths are suicides. I didn't know that. No, yeah, 65% of gun death is suicide. It's not people shooting other people or mass shootings. It's people taking their own lives. So there is the mental health issue that we have in this country. Yeah, that is the real issue. But there's a lot to be said for what's playing out in the world. That's capitalizing on that because it's been programmed. Right. Mm -hmm. Pandemic times. Any given poll was like 68 percent of people in the world, not just here in the States, felt like their jobs had no meaning. They were complete. It's like meaningless, no purpose, no sense of fulfillment. And then another good 40% of people feel like they have no true connection to another human being. Well, you couple those together and that's just a disaster waiting to be happened. So what happened? A lot of people bonded through the narrative being played out on the mainstream media, right? And so then it was faux bonding to your point. And then people faux bond in other ways. But it's all because we're not bonding with ourselves. We're not connecting with ourselves. And this is the part that people don't want to hear because they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I already know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hear that all the time. Whatever. That, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. But the reality is, is are you embodying it? 
See, because if you have to connect with yourself where you get an opportunity to devote yourself to being connected to yourself, you might see and feel some things that you probably didn't want to see and feel, right? But if you can learn to love those things and not make them be bad or wrong or shame them, right? You can just be like, oh, okay. Oh, hi, anxiety. Whoo, hi, rage. Hi, grief. That was some of the stuff I was feeling yesterday. Yeah, hi, when- jealousy. Hi, envy. Yeah. Right. Just like, okay, that's what's running my nervous system right now. And the moment that you can actually name it, Feel it and name it and be with it and not make it bad or wrong or suppress it with ice cream or alcohol or busyness on social media. That's not busyness. It's all distraction, avoidance, right? Now you're learning to connect with yourself. And then from there, you just take some deep, long breaths and put maybe a hand on your heart and belly and just, ah, what are you trying to show me? What do I need to learn from you? Anxiety, grief, fear, rage. And what we will almost always come up with is that we're afraid deep, deep down, right? That we're not going to be loved, that we're not going to have a connection, that our life isn't going to really matter. And the antidote is connecting to yourself one breath at a time, mastering one moment at a time. Nobody wants to hear this. They think you got to make the move and it's got to be or some complex thing. Like it's basic foundational stuff. And, and it takes time. Yeah. It's freedom. Our present moment is the gateway to all the freedom and authenticity that we truly desire. Yeah. And I think it takes time and it takes consistency and it doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't work the first time, um, maybe. But the thing that I was thinking that people, one of the things that I've run up against is just never being enough. Like it's never enough. There's never enough money. There's never enough. You're not selling enough. You're not, you know, your hair, you're not young enough. Your hair's not blonde enough. Your eyelashes aren't long enough. Like it's this constant feeling of that. Nothing is enough. And I think it always adds to like, what else can I do to feel enough, to feel enough, to feel enough. Um, And it's just, it's just an, it's not a winning game. You can't win that game. No, but here's the beautiful thing. And, and I have Belinda Womack, who channels the Archangels. Anyone who uh, is curious, you can find her online, BelindaWomack.com. She's interviewed by everyone on their YouTube channels. She is a pure soul. And she has become actually a spiritual mentor to me in these past seven, eight months. But Belinda Womack, who is a scientist by training and left brain to say the least, um, got a call at 28 years old when she was in a science lab and Archangel Gabriel came calling. And that was the story. And it's been 30 years now. And anyway, I have really come to trust her teachings, but I want to share something that is a premise that speaks to this. We are never enough. She shares that. And many, by the way, share very similar analogies, especially if you are in the ayahuasca or plant medicine or psychedelic realm, you've definitely heard this and or experienced this firsthand. So it can be taught in a myriad of different ways, right? But it's this the sense that we are a pristine whole soul that's never been separated from the divine realm. We come into this human experience as a personality, as a human with a contract to fulfill. And that's for each and every one of us to know in the privacy of our own heart, right? These karmic lessons, if you will. Subscribe mm-hmm. or not, but maybe stay curious. Just right. for the of why not for the purpose of this, this, this episode. Um, but between zero and five to six, seven years old, there's something that happens that could be deemed as traumatic. And it could have even been benign, like a parent sleep training a child, but the child thinks they've been abandoned in their crib when they're crying out for their parent, right? So it could be benign and it could be legit traumatic. So each child has this experience where it becomes a split. They're now in the human realm, in the spirit realm, but they experience a separation from the divine realm known as abandonment from God, abandonment from their true connection to source. And so from that moment, there's a story, an identity, a paradigm that 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 child lives in that will be proven out over the course of the next 40, 50 years until we have some sort of a profound awakening. We're like, I've hit the threshold. I need help. There's got to be another way. So it's this split, this abandonment that makes us think we're not enough, that makes us think that we're not loved, nor will ever be loved for exactly as we are. But it's not the truth. 
And see, this is the beautiful, deep, profound work of when we can start to connect with the truth of who we are, then the story, the trauma, the split, the abandonment becomes the illusion that it always was as a reality in the master, in the, in the present moment when we learn to master it. Then we connect to ourselves, we connect to source, and we know that all is well and everything is in divine order. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It makes sense. And I think that one of the things that I has gotten me through everything that I have been through is really always knowing that all is well. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, I will figure this out or something will like, it starts to lay itself out. And I think the people that I want to speak to in this podcast are those people that are in that moment, right. That are like, this is not how this is supposed to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is not how I'm supposed to feel. This is not, and that don't know what to do next and, and to be guides for those, for those people who are at, you have to be ready to be like, okay, I surrender. So what I would add to that, um, I totally love that. But what I would add just as a point of curiosity is what if this is exactly how you're supposed to be and exactly how you're supposed to feel and exactly how it's supposed to, you know, play out but it doesn't mean it needs to own you or run you for one moment longer than you are willing. But see, I don't think that we can embody the light that we all desire, that high vibration of love and joy and an experience of life, right? When we're like fully and wholly alive, if we can't fully embody the darkness. See, a lot of us just wanna bypass, oh, I don't wanna feel this way, this is uncomfortable, it's not how it's supposed to be. What if we can just first be with all that is so that it no longer has any power of us. It's that step right now that's in the now what. The now what is the now, right? Right. Be with what is now that is your gateway to what will be, but not if you can't fully be with all of the hard parts, the scary parts, the dark parts of the now moment. Yeah, because if you don't, they're just going to keep coming back. If you just try to push them away and push them away and change, it's not about change. It's about allowing. It's about, exactly. And that's the integration piece that I would say is missing from most self-development courses, programs, events, seminars, et cetera. It's like you get this big aha, this big epiphany, you know, I'm going to rule the world. I've ignited the leader within all of that kind of stuff. But where's the integration? The integration piece is the key in order to having the transformation, but it's flat out missing in most people's curriculum. The integration is taking the insights and weaving them into your everyday life with congruency and conscious action. And the conscious action is, is I see you, shame, worry, fear, anxiety. You've been around since I was five years old. I can be with you. I can make you an ally. I'm not going to suppress you and suppress you anymore, right? Once we learn to do that incremental steps at a time, then we work with it as a new fuel to our fire to achieve and, and experience and embody the life that we truly desire. But it can't happen in my experience any other way. I love that. That is, you yeah, because it doesn't go away. Like you don't wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm not anxious anymore. Like it no. just you learn to dance with it. I, I think it's the dance of, okay, I can feel this and recognizing it and being the observer of the emotion instead of the, the actual emotion itself. The victim, right? Yeah. And, and I say that with compassion because a lot of us are really addicted to our story more than we actually are the thing that was the beginning of the story happening, right? There's a payoff there. And so we have to become more devoted to the payoff on the inside, which is peace. That's our personal power. When we're not anxious and we're not trying to create a moment that hasn't happened yet in a future that does not exist because it's not guaranteed. If there's anything that I've learned over these past two, two and a half years, it's to just truly be in the present moment, right? And then in my present moment, do I wanna be experiencing peace or anxiety? Peace or fear? Peace or rage? Well, if I'm conscious, I'm gonna get clarity. I'm like, I want peace. Yeah. And from peace, I make choices. I'm tuned in intuitively. I get clarity and then I get priorities on clarity and, and everything becomes clear. And then what's so cool is the universe then can drop all the clues and hints and synchro destinies in your lap that it always has, by the way, because we've never been alone. There's an entire team of angels and guides that have been supporting us and guiding us, protecting us and serving us our entire lives. But we don't see it because we're so focused on the future that we want to create. 
But when we tune in, we can start to see the signs, symbols, and synchronicities. You're like, oh my gosh. And so what I've experienced, this is this gateway that's been so beautiful in these last five months of my awakening journey since, since February of this year is like highest paid speaking gigs. Didn't even know that person was watching my journey, right? Like the downloads of my podcast that attracted the sponsors of my dreams, Warby Parker and Palermo Body that I didn't go asking for. They came to me by looking at my highest paid one-on-one clients. So I'm here to say there is another side to this story. Now, did I know any of that was going to happen when I decided to be with all of this discomfort and, and fear running me on the micro and the macro? No, but I surrendered and I was willing to be with it. And now I'm here and I just closed my first mastermind, the first one that I launched that's in total alignment with my soul, literally called Soul Circle. It's oh, not, I'm not soliciting in, in any way. But it was my highest grossing revenue launch ever in a mastermind. And my masterminds were known as legendary. And the reason I share that is not to brag, but just to say the payoffs are beautiful. And they're so aligned. And so now I don't have a dream to be famous or to be on some stage with some big thought leader. I want to serve lives that are doing the deep inner work that we're talking about here for humanity in this new earth frequency so that we can all rise together in this beautiful, loving, united field of energy where there's no more separation and division, regardless of whether or not you're on one side or the other of a narrative. We are all humans. And as Ram Das would say, walking each other home. And when we can get present to that, truly present to that, we are not living in a war anymore. We're living in peace. And it does start in our own hearts. It absolutely, it, it does. And I, I think that the, the universe, your angels is always giving you what you want, but you don't always, you don't always have clarity about what you want. So when you really, really get clear and you open your eyes to like, cause late, like in the past two weeks in my own surrender and my own letting go of things, I mean, it's just dropping in. Mm-hmm. Like the things that are happening are just dropping in. And, but what if your belief was, and this is one of the questions I want to ask you, is what if your belief in is that the world is circling around me in in my in the service of my true truest intentions? Like that's the universe. Everything is lining up for my truest needs and my truest beliefs and what I truly want in my most authentic way. So I want to ask you, what is like one or two beliefs that you have decided to embody that serve you and serve your journey that you really, really think that can support and help other people's journeys. Mm. It's a lot of what we've been talking about here and it comes down to embrace everything and anything along your path in order to be free. So you would say, I, Michelle, believe what? Yeah, I wouldn't even say believe because that's still working with the mind. Say, I know. I know. I I love that. Thank you for that distinction. That's beautiful. Yeah. So I would say, I, I don't really use affirmative statements, but I will say this when I look and I do a lot of deep inner work and I I'll ask myself without looking at me, Michelle, the personality, the female, I'll, I'll do my very best to connect with my soul through the eyes. Right. And I will ask my soul, who am I really? And the answer is I am. And that can be filled into your listeners you know, heart's content, but that's a beautiful, deep exercise. And if you don't want to look in the mirror, because that's too confrontational, because a lot of women do not like looking in the mirror. So that's not a comfortable place to start. Then lie on your bed or your couch, have no distractions, right? Hand on your heart, left hand, hand on your right hand on your belly, lower belly, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths. And it's like, who am I really? And listen for the answer. Yeah. But in context of what you were saying, it's like, I know that I can face anything and everything. I wouldn't even just say face. I know that I can face and feel anything and everything along my path. And that is my gateway to true freedom. Oh my God. I know I can face and feel, face and feel anything along your pathway. So this is it. See, That's this awesome. gives me the chills. My angels are me too. I got the same. I, I got okay. that same thing. So we're being um, affirmed that this is the absolute most important part of this conversation. I didn't always have this communication uh, with my angels and guides, but I have really welcomed them in over these past 10 months of my journey. And so 
we most humans are trying to avoid one simple concept and it's a feeling. We don't want to feel bad. So we just mindlessly numb out to television or Netflix or, or social media, right? But when we can learn to be with everything and anything and know that we're capable of facing and feeling anything and everything, that's how we strengthen. And we have a sovereign blueprint that is able to face and feel everything, but we've become so weak. Not because it's our fault. We've been programmed in the fear matrix of just living in the world, right? Keep your head down, be quiet and comply. What do we want from the time that we're five years old when we start public school or private school? Do as you're told. So many quote systems. And I'm not going there right now. I just want to let everyone know that you don't, we don't even realize how unconscious all of this conditioning has been and when we dare get curious outside of all of that conditioning that can feel a little bit uncomfortable and that's where all the magic is so it's like just learning to be with like oh i feel some fear coming on right now oh okay all right and be with the fear and then think about times in your life where you've been up against some really tough moments you've had two divorces i'm sure you've had a lot of other really scary in the moment seemingly insurmountable experiences and circumstances but you got through it yes and see we want to rush the discomfort but when we can be with the discomfort and not try to push it through too quickly and just let it serve us and let it uh grow us and let it literally become like, as I said, the fuel to a new fire, a fire. I want to know who I am. I want to know who I really am. And what am I here for? What am I here for in this time within this context? Right. Because it's a wild time to be alive. What an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, you know, and I find myself sometimes and this may sound silly to people, but like speaking to the emotion. Oh, hi, panic. Like, hello, uh, anxiety. Hello, uncertainty. I, I know I'm noticing you. I see you. And I think even just like almost treating it like it's something that you can communicate with. It doesn't make it as big and it sounds silly, but it's, it's, it's the awareness and the acknowledgement that yes, I know you're here and I am not that like, I am not panic. I am not fear. I am just feeling those things. Or I am panic. I am panic right now. I am fear right now. I am anxiety right now. Oh, it's just moving through me. Oh, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want to even identify with having these feelings and thoughts when it's running 99% of our nervous systems at all times. Yeah. So just getting present to it and not making it be bad or wrong ever. Mm-hmm. Like the darkest of the darkest thoughts, right? Like we talked about it a moment ago, suicide. You know, it's it's unbelievable what's happened the past two years. It's on the rise by over 550%, mostly in men over 45 and young adolescent boys because of this pressure to have it all figured out, right? And that they need to produce and provide and perform. And it's just like, we can feel the archaic paradigms dissolving, but their personality, their identity hasn't caught up with us. Like, peace out. This is too tough. It's too much. It's too much. And so I'm not saying that's a wrong or bad idea that they said peace out, right? Again, I don't know their soul's contract. Maybe that was exactly what they were supposed to do in this lifetime. But there are, I believe there are a lot of us that our wise self, our true soul, which is the truth of who we are, right? We are not this physical experience, at least not from what I know. It's where the, it's like, it's like, it's not fighting for us, but it's demanding. It's begging for an awakening. Life is so beautiful. We truly can experience heaven on earth when we're no longer making anything be bad or wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm listening to, I love Michael Singer. I don't know if you, I'm pretty sure Untethered's yes. soul. He yeah. has, an, I don't know if it's new. It's new to me. The un, Untethered Living. Mm-hmm. It's brand new. Oh my gosh. I mean, he's talking about like, who are you in there? And that's great. It's a great question. And he even went so far as to talk about if someone cut off your hand, are you still in there? Right. If someone cut off your arm. Are you still in there? Right. So aren't you just in there? Like, isn't, isn't everything like just the separate, be able to be able to separate yourself from everything that's happening kind of takes it all. Like, I don't know. It just leveled it all for me in a sense, if that makes it's sense. So- 
powerful. You know, I love Michael Singer and Ramdas. You know, he's a lot of people are familiar with him. He's, you know, he wrote Be Here Now in the 70s and he was the most skeptical Harvard professor and and uh and went to India and his life changed, you know. And but anyway, um, you know, he talks about playing the witness, you know, yeah. and the witness is the soul or conscious self or connected with God, or however anyone wants to refer to that. It doesn't, this is just semantics, but we are not this totality of our experience. And so the more that we can just play witness to the anxiety, the fear, the panic, the rage, just floating by, then it no longer has any power over us. And this is why if we can learn to master the present moment, this is the so what, now what, now what, what's happening right now? Yep. That's it. It's so it is, that is. so easy. And not easy. I know. I mean, <laughs> we, if it was easy, everyone would be doing there it. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> well, I am so grateful and so appreciative to have you on and chat about all of this and be part of this journey with me. I learn so much from you every time I witness you. I see you on social media, um, listening to you now. It's just, I, I always want to be learning. I am so humble to like, I have no idea. Like I, I, I have some ideas, but I'm always wanting to learn and grow. So I'm so appreciative to have you here. Um, let people know how they can get a hold of you or listen to your podcast or where can they find your beautiful soul? You're so sweet. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's been really, it's been amazing to connect with you. And I was so honored that you asked. Um, you can reach me uh, everywhere at Michelle Sorrow. And then the Fire and Soul podcast is available anywhere and everywhere pods play. Awesome. Well, you have a beautiful rest of your afternoon out there in California and we will connect again. Thank you, my love. So good seeing you. you too. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the So What Now What podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you'd like to connect on social, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at my So What Now What. Thanks again for listening.